into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Old Mick McDonald had a farm. Oh, E-I-E-I-O. There it is. On his farm, he had some genetically modified. <laughs> Welcome to Blacklist After Buzz After Show. A little old McDonald um, because of we're going country. Eli Matchett's farm. Yes, we thought we were going to do maybe some corn freak on a leash. That's what I wanted. I wanted some corn freak on a leash, but or Jimmy Crack corn. Whatever. But, Nobody uh, ever listens to me around but here. Instead, we did. I love. But I love old McDonald because he had a farm. Well, he did, just yeah. like Eli Matchett. That's right. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by the lovely Julia Carey. Hi. Every- oh, there's Uh-oh. my corn. It is. So, corn. Thank you, Steve Lumiere. Thank you. There it is. Oh my god, uh, I can listen to it all day. I feel like a teenager. Do you really? Oh yeah, I was hardcore. Hi guys. Hi. Nice to be back. Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by the lovely Julia Carley. Hi, everybody. And we are not joined by the lovely Joe Sanfilippo. Who's keeping count out there? We all placed bets last week. I'm not going to make any jokes whatsoever. We'll just see what happens. In fact, I'm willing to say this. If this MF, Joe Joe Sanfilippo, (laughs) shows up for, I said nine, but let's give him ten episodes. I give him twelve. If he shows up for ten episodes, I'll wear the goddamn yellow blast. (gasps) I'll wear the blouse. Now, and, and, and he wouldn't even watch this. So now he won't even listen. So he won't, he won't know. He won't know, but, but you guys the fans free, you guys will make, know. You guys will tell him on YouTube or something. But like, I don't care. I'll wear the yellow blouse. Oh. That's how confident I am that this Jack, no, he's my, he's my good friend. <laughs> I've known the cast for 17 years. Count, What's that? Will calling in count no. as an episode? Ooh, no. No. Got a no. show, yo. No. Got he's got to show his ugly mug up in here, his weird mm-hmm. face. He'd literally have to show up for the next 10 episodes to do that. Yes. Wow. See, you guys are on episode three. So. Yeah, well, episode three. No, no, no. This is this, this is this network, episode. baby. You got twenty-two oh, this episodes. Is a 22 one. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got some time. This never ends. Not that it's going to happen, but he's got some time. He has some time. Uh, but let's talk about this episode. But before that, I'm going to take a couple, couple, a little quick, some business. I want to get a, um, out of the way. Um, it's your anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. I've known you for a long time. A long time. I was in your wedding. Joe was in my wedding. Seven years ago. Oh, it's true. Because one of my other best friends is your husband. It's true. Who's also here right now, Eric Carroll. Oh, Carley. there he Speaking is. Speaking of beards, there he is. Uh, I'm not sure if you got a camera on him, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, I like uh, him. He's, he's, he's just nodding. There he is. <laughs> Turning bright red. So happy anniversary to you two. I Thank love you, you both. No one cares on iTunes. People nope. may care on YouTube. I they don't might. know. Uh, other bit of business, I want to say to you, our um, wonderful YouTubers and iTunesers, uh, thank you so much for welcoming us back. I mean, the, the response was overwhelming. You guys were wonderful to us, and we really appreciate There I am. We really appreciate all the love you gave us uh, coming back, and we're very, very, very excited to be back, and um, we're going to try to do some really good shows for you. And... I want to say, there was a time when we first started, three years ago, whenever it was, or three seasons ago, mm-hmm. we were number one for, for a stretch. Yeah. We were always top ten for a stretch, and then yep. we kind of faded. And it may or may not be, be because of our enthusiasm about the blacklist, but I'll tell you this. I'm competitive. 
I want to get back in the top ten. I want to get back to number one. So if you guys out, you guys listening to us, all our YouTuber fans, all people listening to us on iTunes, if you can go on iTunes and rate us, uh, give us some fives, give fives. us give us five stars, or if you hate us, you can give us no stars. It's fine. It's a, it's a free country, but. But we definitely prefer We fives. prefer five stars. We're, uh, we're going to work our butts off for fives. It lets other people out there in the in the iTunes universe know we exist. There's some other Blacklist podcasts. We think we're the best Blacklist podcast out. And if you're listening to us, you may or may not agree. So we want the rest of the world to know what you know, that we care about Liz, Elizabeth Keene. Yes, we do. Do we? Especially when she's blonde. Exactly. It's like a whole new uh, Lizzie Keene. And Red Reddington. Well, and, really and, and rest him. wrestler. Oh, I really do. And <laughs> rest wrestler. Rest wrestler. <laughs> so let's get into this episode. So th- anyway, uh, thank you guys. Th- we appreciate all your all your love and support. Uh, thank you for for checking us out. Um, so we're at Blacklister number seventy two. His name is Eli Matchett. Eli Matchett, and he is a farmer. Yep. Who had felt fell on a bit of bad luck at the hands of a horrible multinational farming genetic. Multi conglomerate called uh, Verdiant Verdian Industries. Industries, the big bad, the big bad. Yes, yeah. so the the big bad is the corporations, which is kind of I guess once, once we get into this whole cabal thing, I guess the big bads will be. I mean, there'll be more of like these big big entities, right? These big sure. multinationals, big bad evil multinationals with with big bad cabal leaders behind them, as opposed to the blacklisters. And I think it feels like the blacklister is now a bit of a MacGuffin, right? Because it's really all about the cabal. It's really like we're we're taking down the cabal and individual people or, or or organizations that work for the cabal. And then so far, what we've seen is the blacklister has been some sort of like you know bit player to get us closer to the cabals. So am I am I getting this right? Well, I feel like we're seeing two different sides of blacklisters. That it's not just mutually exclu- it's not mutually exclusive. So we've had blacklisters that are aiding Red and Lizzie one whilst they're on the run and they're fugitives and most wanted on the FBI list. And we're also seeing blacklisters um, that that Red is hunting in order to exonerate Lizzie. That's right. So they're, they're serving dual purpose right now. Right. Well, let's get into that. So so we, we finally got a, we've got, we've got a full arc. You thought the arc was going to be pretty much Les, you know, Les, Red. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a different show. That's a uh, different show. <laughs> Les and Rizzy, that's a different show. <laughs> But uh, Red and Lizzie <laughs> on the run. Yes. <laughs> on the run, um, both fugitives. But now we see this whole thing of, as Red put it, we're going to be offensive. We're taking a fight to the cabal. Yes. And we're getting all up in their grill piece until they exonerate, until the director has no choice but to exonerate Lizzie in order to save his own ass. Or to the cabal well, wants to get rid of the director in order to save face. This is all about getting to the director, right. I feel like. And he's using the people. It, it, the he said the, uh, the his offense was what did he say he was going to capitalize on the director's own people questioning his leadership right so, which has already happened with Mr. Sol- with Mr. Solomon in that in yes, that bit yes absolutely was that actually do we do we determine if that was a bit or if that was a real thing what do you mean cuz i did the thing where it's like i don't trust you you old so and so get over here i did that bit last week but is that no, well, Solomon's taking matters into his own hands right. as well look at he, the measures he's going to with Dembe and right. i can't remember Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's character's name, yeah, I don't but that guy, this. yeah. I mean, he's really going. He's pulling out all the stops, kidnapping right. babies, and yeah. antidotes, yeah. And <laughs> antidotes, antidotes. So, That's a long word. Cue, uh, cue balls and socks. Cue balls and socks. Wow, that's like a CrossFit move, right? Oh yeah, it's a <laughs> no, it's an AMRAP. Okay, an AMRAP. So, um, yeah, I yeah, well, yeah, so so 
he, people have already started to lose faith, faith faith in the director. Is this correct, or has Mr. Solomon well, lost faith? Is he well, taking matters in his own hands? Told the there? cabal that Red did not have the fulcrum, right? And Red most certainly had the fulcrum and exposed them, exposed right. the entire cabal to the entire world. But the director, he's like, "Don't worry about that. We're good." Like, I got to in the control. Yeah, but everyone's going to be questioning him at right. this point. Especially the room full of investigative journalists who saw the PowerPoint. <laughs> the, the PowerPoint presentation. Like, somebody's got to get to the bottom of something. <laughs> so, like, a whole room of investigative journalists, for Christ's sake. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, okay. So, uh, but Eli matches. So, we, we, we open, the show opens with kind of a cool thing. We see some guys in some, some hazmat suits sort of yeah. walking through the cornfield. It looks, I don't know, it's, it always, it's, it's, it seems so the imagery there sort of evokes something else. It evokes like some weird sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, post-apocalyptic sci-fi thing. Like sure. guys walking through the cornfields and, and, and guns. And then, uh, they end up, you know, shooting some folks and, and taking off the hazmat, and they're just farmers, and they went in to descend on the uh, on, on this farm. This is in Iowa, correct? In Iowa, yes. Yeah. Um, and it turns out there are a bunch of there are a group of farmers who have had their lives ruined by Verdian Industries and their genetically modified seeds, who has you know basically wiped not only wiped out their farms, but continue well, like they, not only that they did like a, a double whammy. They, they they took they took out the farms. What did they do exactly? Help me out with this Okay, one. so they're called the Los, the Los Cigadores, right. Yes. right? So it's a small group of farmers, and they are determined to kill Verdiant before it kills them. Because Verdiant right. has created this genetically modified seed yes. that has a protein in it that wards off its own pests. So it has its own pesticide within. Got it. And the seed itself is extremely expensive, and they can't afford it. So right. it's putting them out of business. The hell would I do without you? I don't know. Um, and it's worth this this whole seed and and how it's uh, how it's manufactured is worth billions and billions of dollars. Right. But so their whole plan is to go in and steal this seed, not ste- to, but not to profit. No, to share it with the rest of right the rest of the farmers out there exactly. because it should not be owned by one person. It should be shared. Right, which they all agree upon. Except for one guy. Except for one guy. Old Eli. Old Eli Matchett. He's got a different plan. He does. So, uh, he, and it's weird because the, the El Cigadores, mm-hmm. is that the name? Yeah. Okay. They seem to, they have no problem killing folks to get what they need. Go but ahead. I don't think they do. No, El Cigadores, they just wanted, I think they wanted to do this quasi peacefully because when it was just Los Segadores, they were just, um, there was just property damage. They just wanted to steal the files and distribute that amongst the farmers. But did it's Eli get- Matchett who broke off from them and said, you're never going to get anything done this way. And he's the one who kind of went rogue, who well, went he crazy. Rogue and killed all Los Segadores. However, yes. in the opening scene, didn't somebody get, ki- somebody got shot. Yes. And that was, um, Gabriel Costa, right. Costa, who was, there it was Los Segadores inside guy at Verdian Industries. Right. And he's the one who helped Eli Matchett sort of break away and get into to to bomb the whole place and kill all these people to Got take it. it to the next level. Take it to the next level. Okay. So the nice Los Segadores who just right. wanted to steal the files, they really don't have much to do with what's happening with Eli Magic because he's broken off and he is his own his own path. Got it. So Liz and Red are in the tanker. They're in the corrugated tin can, as uh, as Red, Red's wrestler calls it, and they're cruising on their way to Spain. Right? 
Yep. Just not a care in the world. North and then Star. You're my North Star, You're Lizzie. my North Star. They're headed to Spain. Life is good until Red gets word. Why uh, do they turn around? Red. Oh, why did they turn around? I just is it Red it got, right. got word of the bombing? Yes, yeah, so they they turn they, they, they turn around and then double back to the they mainland. They turned around seventy miles into their went trip. to Washington, loaded on a uh, flatbread truck, and then drove to Iowa because they heard of the bombing. Right, and they know that Susan Hanover is the CTO of Verdiate Industries, right. and she was on the fulcrum. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yep. yep. How'd I do? That's good. That's about right. I just you know, I'm, I'm trying to break. You know, say like, it's, it's hard for me to break down the episode. When I want to make sure that I got the, the particulars of the episode yes. down because it gets a little hazy. So, so, so the- Red and Lizzie want to get to Verdiant because if they have leverage over Verdiant, then they'll have leverage over the cabal, cabal because Verdiant has been laundering money right. for the cabal all this time. Of course they have. Of course they have. Yes. <laughs> for, for years. So they double back. A lot of exposition in this one. They, yes. A Ooh. lot of exposition to get to, uh, to get to some stuff. So they double back. They, uh, get to um Iowa and then they 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 get there and they're supposed to meet of course meet Dembe and he the reliable Dembe is not there so something's wrong something's something is definitely amiss definitely wrong and so but Lizzie jumps into action quickly and breaks off an antenna steals a car i kind of like that Lizzie I almost bought I it. I think Lizzie likes that, Lizzie. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she snapped the thing like and then like we got wheels and then got wheels. Got wheels. Got wheels and uh, throw off. So then, um, uh, Red, who's worried, makes a call to uh, my favorite, one of my other favorite dudes, who I forget oh, about, man. Old he's Brimley, the best Glenn at the DMV. Good old uh, Grim- Brimley at the DMV. I forget about that guy. He is. He's like my favorite. He's he's my um, behind Mr. Kaplan. You know, I mean, we got we got a cast here. We got, we got Dimbe, who's always there, but we mm-hmm. got Mr. Kaplan. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Brimley at the DMV. We've got. Uh, uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee. Yep. Uh, and then who else we got? That one dude who was kind of the, the muscle guy, got, the white guy, got killed. Didn't he got he? killed, didn't he? Yeah. So well, it's nice to see the gang getting back together. Yeah. You know his most trusted partners yeah. in crime. Uh, so yeah, Brim, so Brimley is hot on the case as we're making a few jokes. Uh, always some raunchy jokes. Uh, I like to see him in action. He's on the case. He goes and uh, finds uh, Dembe's car full of parking tickets. Goes inside. Uh, you know. Makes a move. It makes a false move about um, gluten free pasta. Gets rid of the waiter who's annoyed. Grabs a camera and it's on the run. Mm-hmm. So that I, I, I that was all cool. Meanwhile, um, you know, Lizzie's having she's having some real like distressful thoughts about this life on the road. Right? She's really sort of like wondering about you know how people look at you and with you know like in that last episode she talked about the, you know, the way that the, the guy the girl looked sure. at her and this episode she's kind of concerned about the life and 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 red's kind of saying you cross that threshold this, mm-hmm. is, this is where you're at this is this is your life now and she's not completely willing to accept it and that is completely tested i'm kind of jumping around but completely tested when they are uh in the diner where are they they're in a diner. In a yeah. diner, and they're recognized by like a shady-looking character who's who, who looks like he recognizes them, of course, and he does, and gets a drop on on Red, but she gets a drop on him, and she shoots him. Shoots him. 
turns out to be a copper, an undercover copper. Yes, whoops. She's very very upset about that, and they take him to the hospital, dump him off. Everything seems to be seems to be well, but Liz is totally distraught. Um, so, go ahead. I kind of want to talk about this for Let's a minute. Talk about this. Okay, this. so last episode we talked a lot about how Lizzie is sort of dealing with this identity crisis, and she's sort of scared of what she's becoming, and mm-hmm. and people are looking at her differently, and she doesn't know how to reconcile with that in her head. And now I feel like she was kind of wishy washy in this episode. I feel like there were some real gleeful moments for her in her life of crime. Yeah. Getting the wheels. When she found the um, the box hidden in the yeah, vent, yeah. she was so proud of herself. Yeah, something's up with that vent. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's she's pulling these moves and, yeah. and she's getting these speeches from Red about, you know, um, someone who's always one step behind. This is a life, Lizzie. You know, and he's sort of teaching her uh, the ways of being a master criminal. Yeah. And I think she's enjoying it. But then she has these moments of self-doubt. Sure. She has these moments where she's missing her old life. You know, she had that whole speech of how she used to consider herself a lucky person. You know, she had a husband. She had a job she loved. And now bad things are happening. But she's – I really feel like she's starting to enjoy it. And then she shoots the cop, though. And then she has right. this it wave of real. conscience that, like, sweeps over her. Right. It seems like, you know, it's all fun and games until you shoot a cop, I guess, is, is my version of that. I mean, like, she's very excited about this whole thing, kind of, you know, kind of, like, on the run. But when, you know, she's faced with some hard choices and has to put someone down, and then it realizes, oh, wow, this is this is very real. So um, I kind of like the way that played out. Um, I'm glad the cop made it. Um, I wonder how this will affect, you know, uh, the the FBI's view of Lizzie, if you will. But like, uh, I, I kind of like the way that p- played out. I, I do love um, um, Red's speeches to her, sort of to, to explain to her yeah. that you know, there this you're past the point of no return here. Uh, you know, bad things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is a life. And uh, she said that she said that a few times. I mean, when 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 Liz says they're right behind us or one step behind us, and it's like, look, this is a life. Someone's always one someone's step always one step behind. I feel you. like that this episode was just a, 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 a full sort of a pupil teacher moment. It was know, a teaching of, moment for the, sure. The whole the whole episode was sort of a Padawan. Uh, you know, <laughs> Master Jedi. Well, moment. I mean, he even pulled the call over. <laughs> he pulled the call, pulled the car over, and said, "Focus," right. and really, let's think about this. Right. And you know, when when she focuses, when she centers herself as this as criminal Lizzie, right. fugitive Lizzie, shit gets done. Yeah. You know, and I think that she is responding to that. Yeah. But then she makes stupid moves, like calls wrestler. Ugh. Why? I mean, come on. I just you know. Come on. I'm, I'm really. Ugh. I, I've, I've resolved to just really just like buck up and give Lizzie Keen the benefit of the doubt. But get off the phone, Lizzie. Like Red's like, you know what? What? How do you know? Oh, I called him. God. What? <laughs> yeah, you know. You I, know, had I to, just, you know, he's a good just, guy. He's a good guy. Like I just yeah. wanted to let him know that we're just, you know, back off, man. Let me uh, let me do this, dude. Shut up. I mean that 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 was annoying. But yeah, even even Red was very annoyed by that. Oh yeah. I like that. Like I finally like that Red's on on our side with with, with Elizabeth Keene. Like when she does the stupid things, not yeah. that Red's like, come on, Lizzie. You know what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, tell her, Red, get her. So um. So I want to jump back uh, to the other side. I want to, you know, jump back to our to our two cliffhangers. Uh, the the first clip, well, the first cliffhanger was a shirtless Mr. Sol- Solomon about to beat the crap out of poor Dembe. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that in a second. And the second cliffhanger was Mr. Hoodie, Mr. Ford Mustang Hoodie. So much hoodie. The gray, <laughs> the gray hoodie. It's my new superhero. <laughs> Rolls in the spot. 
in the kitchen wrestler's grill. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I mean so so let me so let me let me ask you this because you've been an unapologetic and I'll say this in front of your husband, you've been an unapologetic huge Tom Keen fan. You've been like a you've been a uh, like a Tom Keen apologist from the days of the goofy glasses and the, and the sensible the sweater and the Dawson's sweater. Creek soundtrack playing in the background, <laughs> the lamp and the little dog, the oh, whole the, lamp. the whole oh, yeah. oh god, the whole nonsense. Remember and then when he was they had super, a dog? What? Yeah, yeah, the dog <laughs> And then he was super spy Tom, and he's kind of hot, oh, and he's like yeah. mysterious, and he's shirtless, and he's like super spy. Okay, I didn't love neo Nazi Tom though. Let's just yeah. make that very clear. Okay. That was I'm, not I'm my favorite love Tom. Neo Nazi Tom. Okay, but uh, but but now we got like hoodie Tom. Hoodie Tom. Hoodie. He's in the hoodie. He sure Inconspicuous. Is. No one's gonna know who he no is. No one's gonna know who you are. He's like someone wrestler. He's <laughs> like, stop! Stop laughing. It's a serious business. It's a goddamn blacklist. Like. <laughs> <laughs> wrestler and so they have that confrontation what do you think of Hoodie Tom are you still on board you know I said it do you last still love Tom week. I mean I will always have a very special place in my heart for Tom mm-hmm. Hoodie Tom Sensible okay. Glasses Tom yep. you name it I'll love him sure um, I, I'm glad that there's a l- that that there's a little bit more purpose to him because I believe I said last week like you know, I love you, Tom, but I don't need you, man. Like, I right. don't need you right now. Right. What are you doing here? You were on your little boat, and I didn't see the purpose. And, you know, once again, it sort of brought us back to that infuriating sort of trope that they always do is, don't you want to know the truth, wrestler? Yeah. Yes, That's I do. Like, so say it. Just yeah. somebody say it. Yeah, t- tell me the truth. Well, uh, not now. I got to go. I don't want to hear the <laughs> truth from you. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Like, sure I do, but not from you and your hoodie. Yeah. Like, I, you know, why don't you go away? Why don't you go back <laughs> to the hole you crawled out of? You're a murderer. I'm a wrestler. No, man. I really want to help. You know, you can help. You can help by getting out of here. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let so, me help. I can go places. I can work around the law. <laughs> This is not the Tom I, I know and love. I mean, you know. But I mean, Ru- he can. And wrestler says, he, he says, you know, uh, uh, what do you think? You're a murderer. Oh, I don't want your kind of help. Or what does he say? Like some kind of a, oh, I know what Tom says. I know you care about her. Oh, yeah. I know you care about her. I know you care about her, wrestler. Wrestler's was like looking around. <laughs> God, damn it. <laughs> you get out of here, man. You and your hoodie get out of here. Uh, oh Lord! That let me, let me just say that that confrontation was a, was a little less. Uh, I mean, it wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. No, from any standpoint. No, uh, but you know, it happened, and that was it, cool. You know, it's fine. Uh, they did tussle a bit. He's back, and yeah. and you know, I I did like his scenes with in the Chinese food restaurant and waiting for the phone did call. You? Sure. Yeah. So here's the other thing I was about like, Tom. Call him, Lizzie. Call him. I you know I just I, I'm. I'm we have huge Tom Keen fans out there. I know you ladies and gentlemen are, are Tom Keen fans out there and, and I'm you know, I'm on I'm literally just sitting on the fence with my man Tom Keen. I don't know what to think of this guy because are we to assume I mean, and this is maybe this is what it is, but that Tom Keen's in the game, super spy Tom Keen is in the game solely because he is hopelessly in love with Liz- Elizabeth Keen and he is just there to whether he gets shot, caught Running by the FBI, running by some some rival gangs, like he's on the run everywhere. Instead of getting out of town, he's hanging around in a black hat or a hoodie, you know, hanging around as inconspicuous as possible, like trying to find Lizzie Keen because he loves her. Is that the deal? 
I don't know. I don't understand why but that's he's the, but, there. But that's the deal, right? I guess that's what it is. I mean, he doesn't trust Red. He knows secrets about Red, apparently, that yeah. he will not tell anyone. Yeah. Or he tries to tell people, and they say, I don't no want to hear no, it from no you. No cares, yeah. Mm. Um, he's obviously seen all over the news media that she is most wanted, that mm-hmm. she's Masha Rostova, mm-hmm. and uh, that she murdered the attorney general and mm-hmm. cre- and committed all these heinous crimes. But he's and I'm sure he he knows that that's not who she is. Yeah. And he just wants her to be free. Right. And he wants the truth to come out. And he wants to have lots of babies with her. I don't know. I mean, Elizabeth Keene really must have put it down. She's got some skills. Yeah, she's got some skills. They all love the Lizzie. They all love the Lizzie. The wrestler didn't even got there yet. Oh, no, he's, but he's he, in. Yeah, he's fumbling around. Uh, okay, so <laughs> so Tom goes to the... Let's stick with Tom. So, like, yeah. as you mentioned, he goes to the um, to the Chinese restaurant yes. with the lovely, uh, you know, I, I think... The cutest I, I waitress of all time. Come on, man. Uh, Chinese, I'm assuming Chinese uh, woman who is lovely and very attractive and uh, who he could care less about. You know, and she's kind of she put some moves on. Yeah, she put some moves on. Give a little, give a little number. What you want, girl? Give me a five 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 number with a heart. Mm -hmm. A heart. You know, I got the five 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 number a couple times. Never worked. Have you? Yeah, I got it. I called it five five five. Nothing. It's nothing. God, that ladies, you know, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so he's there. He tells that lovely story, and they kind of look at the phone. Like it's that phone right over there. If it rings. I don't know. I was like, (laughs) did that? Did that that move you? Were you like, oh, Tom, Lizzie? No. Right. No, it didn't. All I just right. thought it was kind of ridiculous. Why would she call there? Why right. would she think that you're sitting there? Yeah. And here's my other thing, like about this, uh, is like if you're Tom, if you're super spy Tom King with all your resources in the world, your number one go to move is to sit in the Chinese restaurant, look at the phone, hope that she calls and asks you for help, and then spill your guts and t- telling her name and everything to the to, to the to the waitress. Her name's Elizabeth, like <laughs> K. <laughs> AKA know. Masha Rostova. I don't yeah. know if you ever heard of her. I saw watching the news or anything. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if she calls, tell her to call me. This Tom is the number. King. I mean, uh, Fred. I mean, uh, whatever. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, so that that whole thing, I didn't really love. It was that. a desperate move. Yeah. I, although I thought those were very nice, nice scenes. I thought they were kind of very, very, very sweet, nice scenes. I don't know that that is the move. You know, in my super spy days, mm-hmm. that's not my move. That's not your move. No, I wouldn't do that. And uh, anyway, so that's so, so Tom's in the case, and you know, following Tom through. I'm just going to follow these 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 lines through because um, wrestler then later has a nice meetup with his former boss Harold mm-hmm. Cooper sure. in, at the cubicle, and they're sharing a nice bottle. Look like look like a Woodford brandy, some well brandy, look like okay. Woodford Reserve Woodford uh, whiskey. Reserve whiskey. Okay. Um, and they were just you know ch- chopping it up as uh, old colleagues do. And wrestler says, "Yeah, I didn't know how hard this job was, so you're in it." You know, he's like. Trust your instincts, wrestler. And then they, they drink, and then I says, "You know, Tom King came me, paid me a visit. He did, did he? I mean, like, yeah. Would you tell him? I told him to kick rocks. I wouldn't have done that. But look at me, drink. What did you think of that whole thing? <laughs> I don't think he said I wouldn't have done that. I think he said like, oh. <laughs> I, he he sort of gave him a fake pat on the back, like, yeah, yeah, you're so right, that, you're this, right. This so then he could turn." And go to Tom right. Keen and use him as his own resource and his own hunt for Kerakut. 
Thank you. I'm not, that's what I'm asking. Was it like a, oh, Tom, don't worry about yes. you know losers like Tom Keen. Who wants that guy anyway? And he's like, what's his number? Yeah. Was it that move? Or was he really genuinely like, oh, that's interesting. No, I think Look it was sort me. of to... It was a misdirect. Yeah, misdirect. Exactly. Right. Okay. So, and then later we see in our, in our, ulti- in our, in our, one of our sort of last scenes, mm-hmm. one of our last reveals in the end, we see Cooper, you know, with, with Tom Keen, which, you know, I, you know, I talk about the suspension of disbelief, like Tom Keen, how'd you find me? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you don't need to know. You don't need to know. I got skills in the cubicle. You're a liar. Uh, You're a thief. <laughs> You're a murderer. Which makes you perfect for this job. That's right. Catacult. <laughs> yes. I I loved it. Goddamn loved that. I loved it. I'm not gonna lie. I do. Now he has a purpose. Now everything I'm back about on the floor that. With Tom I loved it. I could I could do whatever I want to do. Every time I watch this show, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's dumb. That wouldn't have. That's stupid. And then lines like that. You're a liar. You're a thief. This makes you perfect. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Now again. I'd watch the crap out of a out of a you know weird dark Tom Keen being being run on secret miss- missions by Harold Cooper in the cubicle. It's like a whole new task. That's force. a web it's series. Like a super super secret task force. Cooper in the cubicle, like the friggin' Oracle, like in, in, in the thing with with, with uh, <laughs> that's a Batman reference. When uh in uh with uh you know Cooper, uh, what's his name? Tom Keen out there in the hoodie, like oh, yeah. getting stuff done. Oh yeah, hoodies for days. I love that show. That is a web series of hoodies. I, I, I'm very excited about that. So, um, the kind of coop thing. So that, that, I was wondering, we're wondering what's going to happen with Tom Keen. How's he going to, what's he going to, and I also like the idea that Cooper is really also on the side of Elizabeth Keen. Yes. Which is something I kind of predicted maybe in episode. Well, of course he was going to be on the side of Elizabeth Keene. He was there when all the ish went right. down. Yeah, but I, mean, I guess that, what I mean is I think that they're all going to end up sort of working together in some super anti-task force. Yes, like they're gonna they're gonna like a weird like underground dark task like the cubicle task force. Do you think wrestler's gonna what's gonna happen to the wrestler? I don't Is he know. gonna stay straight laced to the FBI robot? I don't know. Like he's he. Well, I think wrestler's really genuinely conflicted. I like the way they're playing his like yeah. his Boy Scout versus I'm digging his, wrestler this season. You know, there's something there. Tom like, Keen out. Yeah, Donald wrestler wrestler. In. In. Oh yeah, husband out. What? <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> Happy anniversary, a hole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wrestler. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> no, but um, I, no, I I agree. I think wrestler is is very interesting this season. Like the idea of this conflicted wrestler, like he's like, sort of struggling with himself because he let Lizzie go twice, and he went and freed her, and he saved her at the embassy, the whole embassy thing. Mm-hmm. He saved her there. He let her go in episode twenty two, mm-hmm. you know, back in season two. Uh, and so, but he's also hates himself for it because he's Johnny Law, and he's, yeah. and he's running the, you know, and he's got the the new director, the the sister of the black lady's yeah. like, don't make me a fool, you know, and he's like, he's all this pressure on him. So, I don't know. Here's here's another thing about this, and I, for a guy who's like the director, who's running the joint now, well, that wrestler's in the field a lot. Oh, Cooper's ass was never in the field. Cooper was like yelling at, barking at screens. I want everything checked out. Aram, get on that thing. Rest was like running down hallways, like, you know, <laughs> first indoors. Hey man, it's a new regime. There's a new, a new way of doing things I around mean, yeah. here, around this post office. <laughs> I guess so. So, uh. Walk the walk and talk the talk. And Joe Flip over here, he would take very, he'd take a lot of issue with the fact that every, every, uh, the first and second person in every single door is Navabi and wrestler. Always. On every single door. There's no, no. Always. There's no, 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 attack team, no spec ops team, the feed no SWAT store, team. The cargo it's, it's, ship. It's thing. one two. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's a modern FBI. It's, it's a tight task force. Well, yes. Um, anyway. If so, you want something done. Amen. Got to do it done uh, yourself. So, uh, 
but I do like this wrestler. I do like the I idea. I love this wrestler. And I kind of like what they're kind of trying to do with Navabi and this whole, like, I'm, you know, I got my eye on you wrestler. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, so speaking, bouncing back over to those two, they are hot on the trail, right? Oh, they're yes. very, one step very behind. competent. Very, very competent. And, and one, literally one step behind. They're doing some really cool sort of like police work and sleuthing along the way. Like, and Aram like did some real, usually, there's a there's sort of a Red Rangeon leaving a little bit of breadcrumbs, almost intentional breadcrumbs for Aram and the gang to sort of find them. Like, to, there's always Red manipulating them usually sure. like, in the right direction where he wants them to go. Uh, but this seemed to be some real just Aram. Like, wait a second, we got the container. This was loaded on. It, it loaded on this ship. The ship went out. Then it turned around. And it found that like they, that was like some real good police work. So I, I, Red I, most certainly does not want them on on right. their tail right now. This is exactly, exactly. what he doesn't want. Right. And, and, but then Lizzie makes a Call. Yeah, well, they're right behind my driver's license, and this is the license plate. And would you like a VIN number? I'll get that to you too. Yes. Um, So anyway, uh, and and what did did you think of that phone call? Did you you buy it? I mean, what do you in terms of? did you were, you, were you yelling at the scream at, at Lizzie? Were you like, come on, wrestler believer? Like, how did you, how did you emotionally take um, that? Well, at first, like, my initial reaction was like, you idiot. Okay. Why? Why? What purpose does this serve? But I sort of understood it because I see this, this inner conflict that she's having of being an FBI agent, being a yep. profiler, being a criminal, being wrongly accused. Um, and all that pressure that's on her. So I think that she was taking that moment to really appeal to him of just really like, seriously, wrestler, you know me, you know, I didn't do this. So just back off. I have to fix this. But what did she expect? What's he going to do? Be like, all right, Navabi, we're out of Iowa. Let's go. She said, please back off. Right. I don't know. It was a frustrating move, but you know, she was appealing to his, to his person rather than his professionalism. Right. So let's get to the procedural part of this whole thing, because this is, I want to get to, I mean, this is where it gets a little, I mean, I, I think as you know, like we, we talk about, obviously, you know, we have our serialized blacklist stuff, which we just spent, you know, about 25 minutes talking about, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on with, with, we'll get back to Red Lizzie, but you know, what's going on with Red Lizzie and, and, and Navabi and Wrestler and all of our people. But at the heart of it, there's always some sort of serialized, I mean, um, some sort of procedural yes. element when this is the whole, the whole uh, verdient, I want to say variant. Is it Verdiant? Verdiant. Verdiant storyline. Um, with, uh, which ends with working backwards, which you think is all about, uh, El, what are they called? Eli Magic? No, what's, no. no, what's the group called? El Cigadores. Think about El Cigadores, and then it's not really about El Cigadores, because they're all dead, mm-hmm. but it's about my boy Eli Matchett, mm-hmm. who is, not really a blacklister because he's just a dude. Like he didn't know he existed. Yeah. So how did he get to be number seventy-two? I have no idea. I, I'm not going to have the list. Question I was going to ask. All right, because he was never on the list because he was just, just a farm dude that no one even knew existed. Yeah. So whatever. Okay, that's how we're doing that. So um, that I mean, just it, proves that the list is fluid. And, and and the list is fluid for sure. And the list maybe um um what do you call it? Post posthumous? What do you call it? I don't know. Like maybe like they put you out on the list after they discover who you are. Well, that was a tough case. He looks like number 79. <laughs> Slap him on the old blacklist. Is that the blacklist now? Maybe. maybe. I thought the blacklist was like... I thought it was a Number solid. 79, Eli Matchett. What's he do? Oh, here he is. He's a farmer. Is that? But now it's well, like... I thought too, but it is proving not to be so. And now it's like they take a little thing and they stick it on. Number 79. <laughs> with a bullet. Eli Matchett. 
All right. I don't know. But so, so Eli, so, so it's not about El Cicadores. It's about Eli. And Eli's not just a farmer who wants, who, who just wants some money or just wants to sell it to the highest bidder or just wants to, um, you know, get his money back. He is, you know, a sort of a, a, a bio eco terrorist mm-hmm. who is, who has employed a scientist. A virologist. A virologist, not just any old scientist, Mm-mm. to come up with a super crazy strain of the of 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 a well disease, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. It, a virus. A virus, exactly. A virus. A virus, and that's what, that's what the pests. That's what virologists do; is they create viruses. Yes. A virus, and they, he has four hundred little pests, mm-hmm. and he has that line of like, who's it's very super villain too, like very like. You know, you can, who knows, you can hold the fate of the world in your hand. Yes. That was a super villain line. That was like a James, it's like a Bond villain. Bring them all to their knees. Yeah, that's what it said it was. What was it? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I actually didn't write it down. I actually didn't write it down for once. Uh, no, I didn't write it down. I suck. Anyway, uh, but yeah, like it's, it's, um. So we think that, we think that the point is that he just wants to sabotage the GMO crop with this virus. Right. But Veridant. Did I say that right? Yeah. Ver- what? Oh, my God. Ver- Verdiant Industries is, is yes. so global that this will spread like wildfire and destroy all the crops in 90% all of the, the world. world's, 90% of the world's crops. Yes. And he is all about it, which I, you know... I don't know. You know, it's hard to find when I mean, you find these sort of wacko guys and and they're and they're, and they're the, the bad guys. It, I said this was super again. I said it a thousand times. Super Bond villain, right? Yeah. This is like you know he's got the thing. He's going to take out the world's crops, and that's why. But his motivation is as a big f you to 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 variant. He's going to wipe out ninety percent of the world and ca- cause a global fruit, food crisis because mm-hmm. he's just like. To prove, Bing. I think it was to prove that he couldn't that just make a bunch of money just and laugh. make one seed. You know, okay. like it has to be, there has to be other variables and, right. and, and that's why you need independent farmers. Therefore, I'm wiping out Taking all, all the out. food. Start from scratch. Whelp. Okay. I hope he had a good place to eat, but you know, I hope he had some food to eat stored away. Anyway, so he's going to do that. So you think it's about that. Then it's about him unleashing this horrible virus, mm-hmm. uh, which was they found out. But then we find out. Goes deeper, man. It goes deeper. It's not about it's it's a, it's a double whammy. It's not about him at all. It's about uh, our girl. Uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, what's her name? Oh, oh, Susan Hanover. Susan Hanover. Oh, Susan Hanover, the chief de- technical officer uh, of Verdiant. It was Verdiant all along. The CTO. Mm-hmm. All along, and she's there playing, you know, doing her thing, and uh, and it so was Verdiant all along. Hired Matchit right to release this virus, mm-hmm. destroy their crops. When really, this whole time, they've been stockpiling this new super seed yes. that will they can swoop in and save all the land and charge billions, m- billions and trillions of dollars yes, and save the world and I have at to the say, same time. That moment, like when Red is talking to her at the, uh, on, the, on the bench with the poor kid swinging in the background, yeah. and she's trying to deny it, and then he's breaking her down like, you know... Of course, it's what you did. You da, da, da. like he, he sort of explains the whole thing as you did to me, and it was a super, the most Scooby Doo moment I've seen in my life since the following. Like she's like it was so like, and I would have got oh away God, with it too if it wasn't for that you, pesky magic. I match it. But what she says, like I knew I should not, I knew we shouldn't have trusted that match it. I was like, and I would have gotten away with it too. 
if it wasn't for you meddling kids and that blonde Russian. <laughs> she pulls a mask off. Yes. That was so oh, Scooby-Doo that moment. That's so true. Uh, because, and it felt Scooby-Doo because it felt a little complex. And I, I, look, I, I bought it all. I thought it was all cool. I thought it was a cool kind of twist. But man, they kind of wrote themselves into like that, you know. I'd have been cool if it's just the farmers, man. Yeah. The, the El, El Cigadores. I was cool with El Cigadores. Yep. And the Eli, oh, ooh, Eli, he double-crossed him. That's cool. Oh, he has a virus. Ah, oh, man, Eli's a badass. He's going to release a virus. Wait, the virus is, he's really hired by, it was a cabal all along. I don't know. So why wasn't the blacklister Verdian Industries? Why was it Eli Matchett? He was just a little pawn. He has no skill set. This is kind of what I opened the show with. I feel like that these blacklisters now are people that help us along the way because the real blacklisters, I mean, if, we're really, if we want to get, you know, if we want to keep it 100 there, Red, the real, I mean, you Red, not Red Reddington. Oh. <laughs> if you want to keep it, like, real, like, the real blacklisters are these multinational corporations. Yeah. And, and so, and these other sort of guys are the people who Red and Lizzie have to cut along the way. So it's, it's like it's like Red and Lizzie's blacklist, really. It's not like the FBI's most wanted yeah. blacklist, right? Yes. Is that I think that's, that's what this why is. I, this I, is more like Red, that's why Red I think that there's blacklist. two separate blacklists right. right now. You know, like we were talking about the corporations that uh, that are involved with the cabal, and then there's the blacklisters that help Lizzie and uh, and Red on their journey. Right. Like okay. the lawyer from last week. Yeah. He was a blacklister. Yeah. But he's not part of the cabal. He's working for Red. Right. I will say we did get a cool moment where Aram, again, on the case, sort of d- does that thing we've seen most, that graphic we've seen in a thousand movies where, uh, gotcha, where the, uh, you know, they, sh- they show the spread of the virus, you know, you know oh, yes. the whole thing. And, and then, um, I like the cool the the foot chase with the wrestler and the guy the cornfield that mm-hmm. was cool and the fight that was pretty thrilling. Oh, I liked the um, the uploading of the files. Oh yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. you could hear them over yeah, overhead upstairs. Was I was like, oh, that was suspenseful. That was suspenseful. Yeah. Well, some some good execution in this. Yes, I thought for all of its com- for all of its you know for all they got done in this episode the the you know Lizzie's sort of like mora- morality uh, struggle red sort of teaching Lizzie you know being on the run this whole like. We're on the convincing and the offensive of the cabal. Everything that happened, like they had a lot done in this episode. I thought it was pretty well executed. Yeah, pretty well executed, pretty tight. Uh, last but not least, we did see um, our boy Mr. Solomon. Mm-hmm. You know, with the bloody sock mm-hmm. that looked like that would hurt. Oof. I feel like if I just like put the things in a sock and then just slung them over my shoulder, I'd be out for a week. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd be done. Like just clunk, that'd be it. So then on that, like wow. So uh, he threatens. He says, "If you don't talk, I'm going to get one of your buddies, basically." And you, you know, the next, the next, yeah, the next uh, gotcha, Stephen. The, the next thing you'll hear is the screams of whoever, and they do get someone, and you hear the screams, and they bring him in there, and it's old Paul Rubens, Mister What's His Name. What was his name? Oh shoot! I have no internet in here. I can't do it. No, oh wait, I, I do have internet. I tell you right now, we only have two minutes left. Ah. His name is Mister Vargas. Mister Vargas. God bless. So yeah, so uh, Mr. Vargas, and he rips off the wig, which I, which was cool. We're gonna die in here. So that that you know, I wonder, Miss, Mrs. Kaplan can't be far behind. Oh, she's no. like she's like wanting to get caught though. No, she she's can't too be. smart. She's too smart. She can't be far behind. All I kept on thinking when I saw that it was Mr. Vargas, all I kept thinking was like, oh no, he hates the sight of blood. There's yes, so much so blood. So much blood. Poor Mr. Vargas. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but he looked at that, that, that was, that was a cool ending. So, um, that's, that's it. So that was it. I mean, uh, we did, we did get a little tease as to next week, which we won't, which, which, you know, the, uh, this blacklister who's suspect already, 
the she's like the weird genie or the weird like yeah. she grants your most any desire. Yes. What would you desire, Lizzie? Like and all this whole thing, and she's like some weird like she's like octopusy in the James Bond <laughs> movie. She's just giving me the whole like. Oh. So we'll see. I have no idea what, what what she's got going on. Um. Uh. But that's it. Uh. Any we, like, we got like I don't know ninety seconds or so. Do we do any predictions really quick? Yeah. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. You're going first because you're the only one here. Go. I think Mr. Vargas is going to roll over on red. No. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mr. Marcus maybe, doesn't know where Red is. Maybe he does. Okay. And maybe Dembe will have to go to extreme measures to shut him up. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know. Why not? Um, I think I think uh, Mr. Mr. Kaplan's next. <sighs> next in the pit. And uh, I think Red's going to come and rescue them, and it's going to be bad news. And it's going to be a, a, the badass Red Reddington. Uh, you know, going there kicking ass on Mr. On, on Mr. Solomon, and I like like to see like a a Solomon. I, I, we're gonna get either, either we're gonna get a Solomon Dembe showdown, which would probably likely, or we get a Solomon Red showdown. Oh, it'd be so quippy. But it's gonna be yeah. But I think it's gonna be a Solomon Dembe showdown because I think Dembe's gonna like really want some exact some revenge on exact this guy. Some revenge. Some Absolutely. Cool so I'm looking forward to that showdown. Um, that's all I got, man. I don't know. Um, I I really cannot predict this show right now. I got nothing right now. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Carter. That's 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 my guy's name, huh? Why do I have him as something else? The D&D huh. guy. Anyway, uh, I can't predict show right now, but I'm very excited about where it's going and what yeah. the possibilities are. I'm Next ca- week looks like fun. I'm so glad that we're like getting off off this like you know secrets to be revealed. We still got to figure out if Red's her, her father, which we already know he isn't. It's not so flippo. Um, that's it. Uh, where can the kids find you on this lovely day? Julia oh, Carely. kids, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram with my name, Julia Carley, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Yes. Follow me. You can find me, uh, Joe Braswell is my <laughs> name. You can find me at Joe K. Braswell on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Uh, you can find Flippo, um, at Joe Flippo on, uh, Twitter, maybe. And Joe Flippo, yeah. And Joseph Sam Flippo's website. Uh, dot com and uh, yeah we'll see you next week I, I we'll see if Joe's gonna be here who knows I don't know but thank you so much for watching thank you for commenting let us know uh, what you think about stuff and we'll see you next week from executive producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.